Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of God, it's good to know that our God is a God of recovery and restoration. And it's even better if we let Him be a God of recovery and restoration to us. He can and He will recover everything that was lost and or stolen from us. And according to His Word, which we believe to be true, He's not just capable, but He's willing and wanting to do it for me and you. So, since our God is that kind of God, we ought to learn to let Him be that kind of God, that is, a God of recovering the restoration into the lives of you and me. We ought to learn to let God be who He is, that is, a God of recovering the restoration for those of us who are His. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Joel chapter 2, we'll begin reading at verse 21. Thank you, Lord, for your word. It reads, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore unto you the years that the, lo- that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, that he have dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Of course, that's the word of the Lord. That was to them and it's to me and you too. That's why he had it written in the scripture so that we can be able to read it and gain faith in it so he could do the same thing for me and you. He was telling them that he was going to restore for them the years that the canker worm had destroyed, that the palmer worm and, and, and all that it is that had destroyed things in their lives. And he's coming to us and saying the same thing, too, as I'm going to restore to you everything that was destroyed in your life. He's going to cause recovery and restoration in the middle of our life. He's going to get back and regain something that was lost or taken from me and you something that was lost or taken from me and you, maybe even something that we never even had a chance to have. He said, I'm going to give that to you too. He's going to regain something, praise God, reclaim it from a bad state, practice, etc., in order to bring it to a good state, which means something wasn't working like it ought to before, it's going to start working because God's going to make it work like it never worked before. That's good news. He's going to bring recovery to me and you. He's going to regain, uh, he's going to give us the regaining of the possibilities of regaining something lost and taken away from me and you. To return to any former and better state of condition. Some things are going to be returned to the former state. Some things are going to be returned to a better state. I take either one of them. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it's going to be an improvement in the economy. 
marking the end of a recession or decline. The end of a recession or decline. Well, before there was not enough, now there's going to be more than enough. Before you was walking inadequate, driving inadequate, living inadequate, dressing inadequate. But now God said, I'm about to move you past adequate into what I have in store for you. Get get, Get ready for what he wants to do for you. And bring restoration. That is return of something to a former, original, normal, or unimpaired condition. Because there's some things that were impaired. Whether we were born into, happened to me at you or went along the way as we was doing what God had for us to do. But one way or another, God said, I'm going to restore these things for you. Bring them back into the place that they're supposed to be so that we can walk in the dignity that God intended for you and me as children of the most high God, living like it ought to be lived by me and you. We found out included in this restoration and recovery is going to be a recovery and restoration of health, a recovery of restoration of health. Why is that? Because Jesus said he went about, the Bible says that Jesus went about doing good. He learned all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Well, the same thing he did then, he's doing now. Because sickness is an oppression of the devil. Sickness causes things to manifest in people's lives that God never intended to manifest in the midst of their life. Sickness impairs things that were supposed to be experienced by people, enjoyed by people, had by people, but they don't have it because of something that the devil did. But I know that the Bible says the thief come not but for the steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That life is the God kind of life, the life that he always wanted you to live, which means that there's something in you or on you or something that has affected itself in you that caused the damage that won't cause you to live like you ought to live. God said, I'll repair that. I'll fix that. Come on. That, that, he, he, he was the maker, the creator thereof. So, of course, why can't he do it, especially with us, for us he has love? He'll cure it for me and you. We found out that's what that word healing means, is to cure. He said, I'll cure it for you, which means restore to health and to relieve or rid something detrimental. Because sometimes things detrimental have attached itself to me and you. Sometimes things that are detrimental have manifested in the lives of me and you. But God has the ability and he has the willingness too to be able to get rid of them detrimental things so that we can live the life that God wanted us to live. Last time when we got together, we found out that we need to cry unto the Lord to heal us and he'll heal us. We found out that that's one of the many ways that healing manifests is that sometimes some people cry out to the Lord. Praise God. We found out that word cried is the word hallowed. Praise God. Which means we cry out for help. We cry out for freedom from some trouble. We cry out. We shout to attract attention. Praise God. We ain't trying to stay over on the sideline and don't nobody see us. Monk, everybody else see us. We want God to see us. Praise God. Hey, here I am. I got a problem here. Praise God. Now, we know he know everything. We know we, we, are, we know he omniscient. Praise God. But we found in scripture where he said that he wants you to call him and ask him for him to be able to do it for you. Because we found out some of us who are dealing with physical difficulties should cry out to the Lord. That if you got a physical difficulty, ain't nothing wrong with crying out to the Lord. You know, don't be crying boo-hoo, but just say, yo, come on and do what you can do. Praise God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And God said he sent his word to heal those who cry, whose cries he heard. Which means when he heard their cries, he healed them. He rafa them. He rafa them. He mended them. He, he, he put them back together again. He cured them. He repaired them. He healed them thoroughly and made them whole. In fact, the Wayman's English translation of Psalms 107 says thus, he sent his word and heals them and delivers them from their graves, which means he'll even stop what other people call uh, terminal diseases. God will shut them down too. Praise God. Now, we've already found out that he already saved me and you. 
saved us from hell's fire. And we found out that Psalms 103 tells us that since he did that, surely he'll also be able to give us our health desire. Because the thing that followed the, the, the forgiveness of all our sins was that he healed all of our diseases. And we found out when we closed off last time that he'll even do another thing for you, me and you, that well, many of us weren't even expecting him to do. He said, I'll renew your youth. Praise God, I'll renew your youth. Meaning that I'll begin to give you a brand new youth. I'll, I'll rebuild your youth. Praise God. Come on now. Some of us is old enough to know what to do, but too old to do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. But he said, I'll restore your youth too. Praise God. So that now you can match the know-how with the ability how to do how. And then you can go on and do what I want you to do. Run through troops. Leap over a wall. Is anybody here? And help him save the whole world. I mean them all. That's what we're going to do. He wants to restore our childhood. Praise God. Not with the childhood mentality, but with an adult mentality. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God can renew our strength. We found out if we, if we fainting, we tired, we all wore out and we just weary, that he told us what to do. He said, I'll renew your strength. All we got to do is get wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in him, and then he'll be able to exchange his with ours to the point that we'll outrun the youth. Praise God. That when the, when the young get weary and them young folk fall over and faint, we'll still be running. Praise God. Glory to God. Doing what we need to do to handle what God has in store for me and you. And all this, once again, is as a result of us crying out to the Lord. That's why don't be afraid of crying out to the Lord for your healing. Don't be afraid of crying out to the Lord for your restoration. Don't be afraid to cry out to the Lord for that because God wants you to do that. He says if you ask, you'll be answered. He'll, he'll give it to you. He'll come through for you. Why? Because God has what you need. Turn over to Malachi chapter 4. Let's begin reading in verse 2. Of course, this is a prophecy that God had given to the prophet Malachi you know, letting them know how much he loved his people and what he wanted to do for his people if his people just did what he wanted them to do. It says in Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, it says, But unto you that fear my name. I got nobody in here that fear his name. Praise God. That word fear right there is talking about have awe and respect for his name, who revere his name. Anybody here revere the name of the Lord, have awe and respect for the name of the Lord? Well, he's talking to you then. He said, But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise. The son of righteousness, we know to be Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was the one who was going to be the son of righteousness. The Lord is our righteousness. That's one of his names. Pray God, Jehovah, Jehovah to Sid It's the Lord is my righteousness. And when he came down, he was our righteousness. Whereas if we believed on him and what he did for me and you, he made that great exchange of the righteousness and gave us what it is that he had to be able to give to me and you. And what was that? Righteousness. But he got something else too, praise God. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, with healings in his wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of of the stall. Well, we don't want to go no farther. We just want to deal with the fact that he had healing in his wings. See, God has healing that that'll bring recovery and restoration of health with him. When he showed up here, he came here with healing in his wings prepared to be able to bring to the people that God wanted it to, which was all the world, because he came to be able to save everybody and be able to reverse the curse on everybody's life too. And that everybody is not just the people that he showed up to when he was in the midst of the world at that time, but it's even us who are people that came after that time. He has healing still in his wings. Praise God. God has healing for me and you. Who was it talking about? Jesus. Who is Jesus? The word of God. And so since it's the word of God and we have the word of God, when we receive a word of God, we got that, that carries that same healing property too. 
Because the word that God speaks to you will bring healing to you. He said, I sent forth my word and it healed. So he has a healing that he has for you. And the only question is, is will you believe the word of healing? The word of the healing was that I'm going to recover your healing. I'm going to recover your health. I'm going to restore your health. I'm going to renew your youth. I'm going to get rid of debilitating diseases. I'm going to be able to cause things that didn't work to work. I'm going to cause things that stopped working to go back to working. I'm going to cause things to happen like I said it's going to do. Glory to God. This is good news for me and you. He came with healing in his wings. Praise God. Well, see, if you find out that and you know that's available to you, you ought to cry out for it and be able to say, hey, I want that. And I'm going to have that for me too. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can you imagine a person that's on dialysis and not have to go to dialysis no more? Then receive it because in that word there's healing in his wings. Praise God. In such a way as he'll begin to start repairing kidneys. Praise God from the inside out. And be able to flush them out and make them function like they're supposed to. To the point that they're going to come and say to you, young man, dialysis is no more for you. Praise God. But you're going to be able to walk this world without all that medication, with all that stuff that you was doing, without wasting all your life sitting there on machines and stuff like that. No. You can go ahead and be free and live this thing out like it ought to be. Come on, here. here. It's in the word. Praise God. Because it comes with healing in his word. So if you find out it's coming your way, you ought to jump on it, baby, and make sure you get some of what God got to say. Let me show you somebody that did that. Mark chapter 10, please. Let me show somebody that did that. Man, he found out. He just thunk that the son of righteousness was in town. And he didn't turn that opportunity down. That the son of righteousness was coming his way. And everybody around heard him say that he cried out unto the Lord and asked him for what it is that he wanted. Let's see about it. Why is this important? Because you, you, there, there's some things that we can learn from this. There's some things we can learn about the attitude that this man had. An attitude which got him what he was after. Now see, some people think like, that's just too much. Well, that's why you don't have enough. It's because in order to get what God has in store for you, you got to roll with the same kind of attitude. See, I love the Lord. The Lord shows me successful people in scripture so I can learn how to be a successful person. And you don't become a successful person by watching losers. You don't become a successful person by listening to losers. Are you listening to me up in here? You become a successful person by finding out what successful people do and do what successful people did so that you can become successful just like they did. Well, let's look at a successful man that received what God had in his hand when he came with healing in his wings. We're going to pick up in Mark chapter 10. We're going to begin reading at verse 46. It's only a few spots in here that's red, but pay attention to when it does turn red. It says in verse 46, and they, speaking of Jesus and a bunch of other folk that was following him, because remember he had been all over the place, healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. So he picked up a following of people. So there was a bunch of folk that was with him. When Jesus would go places, there'd be a bunch of folk with him. Anyway, verse 6, and they came to Jericho. And as they went on out of Jericho, with his disciples and a great number of people. See, that's a bunch of folk, mess of folk. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, 
have mercy upon me. Notice, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, you know, faith come by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, he began to cry. As soon as he heard it, he began to cry. Jesus, thou son of David. Why, well, why are you crying out? Because I don't know what direction he in. I don't know which way he is. Because it's blind Bartimaeus. He can't see where he is. Just like you don't see where the Lord is. But you can hear that he's near. And you can send your voice out radially in every direction. Praise God. Up, down, round, and around. And you can say, Jesus. But notice what he said. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. He cried this out. I like how the scripture say he cried it out. That word cried out means scream. That is call out loud. He screamed. Called out loud. Before I go any further, when you about to get what God has in store for you, you might irritate the people that's around you. When you're on your way to get what God has in store for you, you might irritate the people that's around you. But remember, you ain't doing this for them. You're doing this for you. You can either let them be at peace and you miss your chance to get your peace, or you can go ahead and irritate a few and get what God has in store for you. Now, the choice is yours. Whether you're going to try to be socially acceptable at the time that it's time to get what God has in store for you, whether you're going to be politically correct, churchily correct, and every other kind of correct, but your life is still a wreck, the choice is yours. Or you can get what God has in store for you. I don't know about you. I don't mind irritating a few. If I'm going to get what God has in store for me and get what he got in store for me to do. I don't know about you. But I don't mind irritating folks. Oh, he just too rowdy. Yeah, whatever. You broke. I'm not. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm healed. You not. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Come on. Let me hear you say Jesus. Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. You got to learn to be able to speak up. Praise God. You got to learn to speak up. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. Got to learn to speak up. But look what he said. Now, now let's go back. Verse 46. And they came to Jericho. And as they went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, who did he hear that it was? Who did he hear? Jesus of Nazareth. He heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. This is powerful right here. Son of David was a popular Jewish designation for the Messiah. It was a popular designation for the Messiah. So by calling Jesus son of David, he was acknowledging his faith in Jesus of Nazareth being the Messiah. That he ain't just Jesus of Nazareth, a person that's a natural person. Just a, he just a natural man. He didn't just see him as a natural man. He saw him as the Messiah. He saw him as the sent one, the anointed one. The one that had been prophesied about throughout all the time. The one that he had heard from 
generation after generation after time that there's somebody coming with healing in his wings. Somebody coming with salvation that he's got to bring. So he figured that this Jesus of Nazareth, and he figured him to be the Messiah, who was the one who was prophesied that was coming with healing in his wings. See, this is important because the ability to receive what God has for you is dependent upon the way you see him. How do you see him? See, some of us see God too ordinary. We see him too regularly, even though we say he God. But we still don't see him as the one that's coming with what you have. Coming, coming with what you need to be able to receive what it is that, you, that he has. God's coming with what he, he has what you need. This man recognized that he had what he needs. And he began to start acknowledging him as that. I Meaning he's beginning to speak his faith out right then. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. See, most people during Jesus' time only saw Jesus as Jesus of Nazareth. That's why multitudes would walk with him and wouldn't get nothing. Multitudes would be with him but never receive a thing. Multitudes would be around him all the time and wouldn't see, receive anything at any time. Oh, they was entertained. They was excited. They was thrilled. They got a chance to see some things happen for other people, but they ain't, see, they ain't get nothing for themselves. But we're going to be a people. That ain't going to be like all those people. We're going to be a people who are not just with him, walking with him, being excited by him, being thrilled by him, seeing what happened to other people. We're going to see it happen for us too. Because you got to see him right for that to be able to happen to you. You got to see he is the Messiah. He is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. He is the son of righteousness that has healing in his wings. And he's coming to bring your salvation to you. And he saw that and he understood that. That's why he responded to that. You got to respond. See, a man will always respond to who he sees God as being. That's why some folk don't even think it's worth being in church because they don't see him that worth all that. He saw him the way that he needed to see him to receive the healing that Jesus had for him and everybody else who believed. You need to see him as your healer. You need to see him as the person who actually has your healing. You need to see him as that, that healing is rightfully yours. That he showed up to bring it to you. He showed up to dump it on you. He showed up with a package that he wants to unload for you. All you got to do is not receive what he has in store for you. We're going to pick up in Mark chapter 10. We're going to begin reading at verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many applauded him. And many of them pumped him up and said, yeah, man, go for it. Go for it. Huh? And many charged him that he should hold his peace. That word charge right there means to tax upon. Whereas they begin to start taxing upon him. When you tax upon somebody, you try to take something away from them. And see, they begin to start trying to take something away from him. What? The opportunity to receive what God had in store for him. In other words, they tried to shut him up. They tried to shut him up. By implication, I like this, it means to forbid by implication, it means to forbid. Think about that. They stepped up and tried to forbid him from seeking his healing. See, let me talk. In order to receive what God has in store for you, all you need to learn is two letters. Well, you can learn three. A and B. And make everything an A and B conversation between you and God. Here's the third letter, C. As in, that's what you tell folk to see your way out of this conversation. Because I'm doing what I need to do to talk to the one that came to give me what I come to give me. 
He had a purpose to come give it to me. I got a purpose to receive it. I ain't hearing all this about what you're saying to me about what I don't need to do. You got to learn to tune out other folk that's trying to stop you from receiving what God has in store for you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I know it's blessing me, and I hope it's blessing you too. Finding out that recovery and restoration is something that our God is willing to do for me and you. I'm glad to know that our God is a God of recovery and restoration. And I'm even more glad that I've learned to let him be a God of recovery and restoration in my life. I hope all of you do the same. He wants to and is willing to do it for me and you. Come on, let's let him. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210. 785-9238 that's area code 210 or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas 78213 we'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP but it's always best when you can get it live so if you're in or visiting San Antonio come on by and check us out Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, don't worry about that. We'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come out and get you. So come on through. It'll be a blessing to you. I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word that we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.